A pandemic fueled bull run in the stock markets. A funding frenzy of fintech and crypto apps. And Instagram's tweaked algorithm to favor short video format reels. This trifecta gave birth to an unprecedented number of finance influencers between 2020 and 2021. First-time investors from non-metro cities flocked to these influencers who became the go-to source of advice for the do-it-yourself younger generation. These same influencers were dependent for their bread and butter on fintech and crypto apps. Finance influencers with over a million followers on Instagram were making anywhere between 12 to 18 lakh a month for brand promotions during the peak boom in 2021. Non-wealthy individuals hardly have access to quality investment advice, and some of these influencers started filling this gap, sometimes under the garb of educational content. To be clear, advice in any shape or form for buying or selling stocks is illegal unless you are registered as a research analyst or an investment advisor with the Securities and Exchange Board of India. The mania on both the user and finance influencer side led to the proliferation of YouTube channels, WhatsApp and Telegram communities that provided stock tips for newly minted traders eager for a quick financial reward. On Instagram and short video apps, creators advertised unregulated products and urged viewers to buy cryptos unhinged. But soon after, the house of cards started falling apart. The first real pushback against finance influencers from the audience emerged when the widely promoted crypto firm Vault suspended all its transactions and later filed for bankruptcy. Okay, it is true that we have taken some money, so we have promoted the product, and that's what everybody does. Even the movie stars promote some products. If tomorrow that product goes something wrong, how can you hold the uh, movie star responsible? Among the influencers who promoted Vault was PR Sundar. Sundar's YouTube channel which has over a million followers was perhaps a funnel for another business. Along with his wife he was offering investment advice. Get this, without being a SEBI registered investment advisor. Over a week ago he and his wife settled a case with SEBI. The regulator barred them from trading in the securities market and imposed a penalty of rupees 6 crore. Two days after this order, SEBI penalized finance influencer Gunjit Varma for offering investment advice without registration. These two instances are part of a string of actions SEBI has been taking against finance influencers in the last year or so. SEBI's latest decision has sent chills down the fledgling industry. According to news reports, finance influencers started deleting content from their social media channel pages and Telegram groups to take cover. But the burdensome compliances for investment advisors and research analysts do not make it easier for influencers to register with SEBI. And the sheer inability to monitor or control the content on the internet or private groups will make curbing such content an uphill task. In this episode, we will speak to a finance influencer, a former head of SEBI's legal and enforcement department. and founder of an influencer startup to understand 
is the finance influencer industry under threat and can it be regulated it's tuesday 6th of june i'm apurva mittal and you are listening to fin influencer regulation can sebi really bell the cat only on the morning brief ऐसे कौन कौन से स्टॉक्स हैं जिनको आप खरीद कर भूल सकते हैं और वो आपके लिए साल दर साल बहुत बढ़िया सा रिटर्न जनरेट करेंगे सिर्फ बीस रुपए लगा के बीस हजार कैसे बनाते हैं आज आजो दिखाता हूँ ये तीन सुपर मल्टीपैगर स्टॉक जितना गिरे उतना खरीदो आई विल गिव अ वेरी ऑनेस्ट डिस्कशन एनालिसिस and present a list of stock along the way and this will be a well diversified list of stock which comprises of both indian and the us stock to begin with we will go to the top of the finance creator pyramid youtuber pranjal kamra has been in the game for over 6 years and has amassed over 5 million subscribers creating content on the stock market So Branjal let's start with how it all began for you you know you're a lawyer and you've had a different education maybe if you can start with how did your journey as a finance creator begin right my okay. first video june 2017 so first 60 videos for the first 8 months no one was watching after 60 videos my followers were 200 and it was tough but i think each of those videos i was improving something in some day it had to work In Feb 2018, my first video went viral, and again, you know, I would be honest, I got really lucky. I made those videos in Feb 2018, and March 2018, Bitcoin corrected by 30-40 percent, and small caps corrected by some 10 percent or so, and people started assuming here's a genius who knows everything, which was not true. Even those videos I had said it might take six months, one year, or two years, nothing could happen, or you know, it could suffer time correction and things like that. but just the fact that i made those videos and next month these events happened people you know started blindly following me so pranjal when you were talking earlier you said that fortunately there were no finance influencers when you started creating content which made you resort to more credible sources why did you say that so you know honestly and partly i am to be blamed a lot of other of my peers are to be blamed I think there's too much money for us. You know, we are not working that hard, and there's too much money. Not this year. This year it has dried down a lot, but 2021, 22 to an extent, there's so much money that it corrupts almost all of us. I'll give you an instance where imagine the easy money that was flowing. One crypto app and its founder was constantly behind me. आप आ जाओ, please come on board. One video and things like that, and we kept on ignoring. कि नहीं, I don't believe in cryptos. And I did one video for him because he said, आप आ जाओ, and you criticize cryptos. You say what you want. We'll pay you for criticizing cryptos, and we'll see what happens. So I said, okay, if I'm getting money for what I'll say, anyways, I'll take the money. So that was how desperate these companies were. for acquiring users and that was how money was easy for influencers which corrupted us i mean we are not to an extent giving people the right advice which is why i think the regulations that have you know so far no direct regulation but saying asking rias or brokers not to associate or lessen their association is sort of indirect regulation for influencers but i think it's already delayed should have come much much earlier we deserve it 
what do you mean when you say corrupted like what line was being crossed when it comes to engaging with audience on financial content that makes you think that some financial influencers were corrupted a simple thumb rule in finance is that you give space to a new financial product or an asset class for it to establish and prove itself before you start promoting it so for example as a thumb rule i don't promote ipos because you know the thought process is if there are 5000 companies that are already existing how do i justify to my audience saying this new one is better than all the 5000 ones that have existed earlier and what did we see happening in 2021 and 22 everyone was promoting ipos everyone was promoting nfos everyone was promoting cryptos everyone was promoting buy now pay later cards you know 50% of content was around these four categories and everyone was bashing fds index funds boring blue chip simple stocks that are market leaders the narrative was if you are investing in these you are dumb and the smarter and the cooler way is to go for buy now pay later cards you know without realizing that it's basically personal loan and things like that so i think if newer fancier products are being promoted it's a sign that we are in a financial advisory bubble i think somewhere 15 or 18 months ago things started really shifting for finance creators one was of course the budgets were getting slashed so there was not as much money anymore in the market but at the same time a bear market started especially crypto how did that sort of shift the tide for finance creators and at the same time a pushback started coming in because for example vault shut down and a lot of creators had promoted vault so maybe i feel like that was the first sign we saw of pushback towards finance creators what did you see in the market then and how have the last 15 months been with sebi becoming more active be it banning telegram groups or the most recent fine i think funding drying down did not have much of an effect on the biggest of the biggest creators because okay. anyways biggest creators were only associating with unicorns or almost unicorns only they could have afforded and they are still doing okay in the fintech space i think smaller creators specifically instagram creators who were probably charging 20000 50000 they were the ones promoting smaller apps absolute pre series a sort of apps and their funding really stopped i think for bigger creators vault was the deciding factor because that is when narrative and perception in the public eye also changed drastically what happened was it's not that the brands suddenly started stopped coming to us after vault but if creators integrated any brand with their video they received a lot of backlash and the engagement went down drastically so if there are video that had a promotion average view times will fall by 30 40% the audience will just drop off from there and which was a negative sign for the algo and thereby the views decreased on any promoted video and and brands check that before offering you quotations or accepting your quotations so it's directly linked with the fact that audience stopped accepting promoted videos to a large extent so pranjal before you became a registered investment advisor how did you draw the line between educational content and investment advice so i always wanted to get registered because in first 4 5 months after the video started doing well i had realized that no matter how strictly i draw a line but it became increasingly impossible to stick to my line because say if i am doing a live session and the 100 comments are consum mutual fund le lu which stock should i buy 
you could keep on saying that my content is generic and this yeah. and that but i'm telling you from experience almost every financial influencer crosses that line because until he or she crosses that line he'll not be able to build connection with the audience because the audience is looking directly to get actionable investment advice so i think mm-hmm. within 3 4 months i realized it's not going to happen i cannot exist without taking a license so i think we applied in june or july 2018 4 5 months after getting started getting views and i think it took us 3 4 months to get the license till the time we we were not registered i mean in a lot of ways we were being non compliant for those 6 months we were right. in a lot of ways non compliant okay after the pr sundar order came i read that telegram channels went silent a few creators deleted certain posts where they were offering courses on the markets do you think this is a temporary chilling effect that's happened in the community and things might resume to normal or these recent events will have a more longer term effect on the finance creator community so what my conversations suggest and talking to people around me the panic is increasing there is panic in the community and since last 6 months and it has really increased in the last 2 months so i don't know how long it will be but at least for an year or two i think influencers will not be doing the outrageous promotions that they used to do earlier so i think it will have an effect at least for an year or so people will remember it specifically because of the world incident because now we are in a situation where the audience no longer respects us the way they used to do 2 years ago we are not gods anymore and at the same time the regulator is noticing either you need the regulator ignoring you or the audience supporting you but it's the opposite if audience also wants you in trouble and the regulator is also noticing you know that you cannot get away by seeking sympathy and awakening emotions you can't so i think that's where the panic has set in cool just one last thing you know when of course a lot of big companies come to you and creators in general what is the responsibility of a finance creator when they're promoting a specific company or a product and how do you sort of balance advertising with giving someone the right advice about using their money i think it's very simple the first filter is you could promote a platform never promote an asset or a branded version of a script or a mutual fund scheme or an insurance policy so for example you could say life insurance is good you can buy it from this aggregator website where you will find all the plans so that is still okay till the time you know that anything that you buy from the aggregator will actually be in the custody of a government body but in most cases at least that's what i do i'm comfortable promoting aggregation and execution platforms which are open ended which are not biased towards certain players or certain brokers or something like that that i'm comfortable doing and second if it's a new financial products that's either not established or not regulated absolutely staying away if you just follow these basic two three principles not promoting what's new not promoting a particular investment instrument or a particular branded product I think that's that's good enough in most cases. And just one last thing to wrap it up. How much is it on consumers themselves? Because at the end of the day, they're coming to these creators. They're clicking on it. They are choosing to accept the advice. 
So what's the consumer's responsibility in this whole? Almost none. It's like saying that often when we hear crime against women and if some patriarchal people try to blame on what she was wearing, we all stand up against that. So similarly, because someone who's 18 year old, someone who's from a rural background, someone who does not have exposure to understand these things, he or she's trusting you. And it's the government's regulators and ecosystem's job that's what reaching the people is actually filtered. We have censor board for movies. We have associations that self-regulate for what's shown on OTT and television and things like that. We don't leave it up to people because they are vulnerable. If any crime happens, we don't blame it on the victim. It's the same. I think the wrong is happening. You punish the wrongdoer. Right after the market regulator acted against PR Sundar, influencer platform Riggi announced a policy change. Riggi is basically a platform that allows creators to manage and monetize their communities. Among other services, influencers can create subscriber-only communities on messaging apps like Telegram using Riggi. Incidentally, in April, Sebi slapped a fine of a few crore rupees and banned administrators of the Telegram channel for providing misleading recommendations to its subscribers. Now, Riggi requires any financial influencer on its platform selling content related to securities market to be registered with Sebi. We spoke to Swapnil Saurav, co-founder and CEO of Riggi, about his decision. Swapnil, maybe we should start with your recent policy change or decision to enforce a certification requirement for a finance creator. At Riggi, we work with more than 20,000 creators across 20 plus categories. Finance is again one of the categories where we work with a lot of creators. If you see recently in last two, three months, there have been a lot of verdicts passed by SEBI, wherein they have made it very clear that if as an influencer, you are providing tips or suggestions without being registered, it is completely not allowed. So we took this action, wherein we are banning anyone who is running either a free channel, free group, or a paid service on Riggi, where they are providing tips and suggestions to their community about stock market, anything related to stock market. And we took this decision just to make sure that all activities done on Riggi by influencers adhere to the laws of country. 20,000 creators, about 25 to 30% are producing content on finance. Are all 25 to 30% impacted by your recent decision and have any shut down as a result of that? Can you give us sense on what have been the consequences since you announced this change in policy? There are two types of influencers. One who creates yeah. free recorded educational content, yeah. which I think as of now is not banned. We are also okay. not banning because that does not come under providing advisory services. We have taken this decision this Monday only and we are still in the process of implementing this rule. We have asked those guys who are running like paid services on the platform to provide SEBI registration. Like we have given them a deadline that you provide us the license if you have. And mm. real impact can be evaluated in a week or two once we are done with the whole process. How do you monitor what's going on in these Telegram channels? For example, if I'm on Riggi and I'm, I have a paid Telegram channel, how would you know that I'm providing tips? So, Riggi is not a self-serve platform, as in you cannot come directly and start a paid Telegram channel by your own. 
there is a proper verification process which goes once you come on platform and you request for a telegram channel now suppose tomorrow you are coming on rig and you want to start a paid telegram channel about stock market right so once you raise a request our team will get in touch with you we will let you know what are the guidelines are there you need to provide us your sebi license ris certificate and then you need to provide some other kyc documents and only when we have these documents we will allow you to launch a telegram group so we are not monitoring what is happening in telegram because we are monitoring right at start we are not allowing anyone to launch a telegram group So, Swapnil, more broadly, since you're involved with the broader influencer ecosystem, what do you make of these recent decisions by SEBI and the finance creators you work with? Are they worried about the future of this kind of content? If you can give us a sense of the kind of conversations that are happening. Yeah, right. So it will help everyone in the ecosystem once a proper guideline defining what an fin influencer can do comes out from SEBI, right? even now there is a very <laughs> big doubt whether they can launch courses or not courses are completely pre-recorded videos wherein you are not manipulating any market so if as an influencer today you are launching a course on how to read a chart how to develop a psychology towards trading these kind of stuff they don't manipulate any market movement right but as of now there is no guideline which says that okay you can do x or you can do y so everyone is worried obviously and we hope that we have been like hearing this news that a guideline will come soon and we really hope this comes soon so it becomes clear for platforms like us and also for influencers right i was speaking to a creator a few days back and i got the sense that they feel sort of left out of the process when it comes to guidelines that will ultimately govern their industry do you think that sebi fully understands what finance creators are or would they try to stick to sharing what's not allowed I mean they do understand what a financial influencer does. There are three four types of finance creators right now. Some are doing it in crypto, some are doing it in the stock market, right? Where they are providing tips on index or stocks. And then there is this third category called personal finance where they are not doing anything related to stock market. They are just telling you how to save taxes, how to manage your funds and those kind of stuff. So I don't think Sebi does not know exactly what are different different kind of financial influencers are. And you know, just to play a devil's advocate for a second, you mentioned that you asked for a lot of KYC documents in the beginning. Of course, you'll ask for their license, etc. But ultimately, we don't know what goes on these private groups, and it is not possible to monitor these groups. How possible it is to enforce SEBI's guidelines when it comes to monitoring creators, giving advice and tips? I mean, see, tech right now is. so much capability that you can detect if something illegal is happening if you are providing advices in technical terms you are using some keywords either you are doing it on telegram or any other platform which can be mapped out so it's not that hard to find out if something illegal is happening i'm not worried about that so next few months how do you see the finance creator landscape changing there was a big boom in 2020 2021 both advertising as well as a lot of new creators in the finance space coming in but in the last 12 months i think since the world bankruptcy there's sort of been a lot of pushback as well towards finance creators how do you see this panning out in the next 6 to 12 months based on what you're seeing right now obviously by sebi becoming a lot stricter the number of fin influencers will go down the genuine ones will remain and you will also see a trend of a lot of financial influencers taking the sebi licenses if they are allowed to do so or if they have the proper qualification so the popularity of a lot of them will go down the numbers of fin influencer will also go down but whoever is remaining will be the 
legal guys who are doing it in proper way with all the qualification all everything at their end but is it even possible to regulate the vast number of youtube channels and telegram communities what is sebi really implying with their latest actions and how far will they go to understand the implications and possible actions of the market regulator we spoke to sandeep parik who is the managing partner of fincic law advisors and was formerly the head of legal and enforcement departments at sebi the last two weeks i think uh, people are blurring the line even more between education and investment advice and i think there are very very clear uh, regulation from sebi saying that if you're providing any kind of advice whatsoever you have to either be exempt or you need to be registered with sebi the classic registration is that of an investor advisor you could also be registered as as a research analyst or you could get something known as an incidental exemption from uh, registration if you're let's say a distributor of a mutual fund there's no other category which gives you the free right to advise people about investing in the markets really so so there's really no free pass the kind of free pass if you if you think of it in another way would be if you're teaching somebody right so if if i'm teaching at value uh, valuation at time and obviously that that does not come within the scope of registration of investment advisor so i think that's one kind of way to get around it is is to kind of say i'm charging a fee uh, for educating you on options trading and i think that this is where you know it's, it gets tricky because it kind of uses the or rather the misuses the exemption from of freedom of speech sandeep let me blur a line a little bit more uh what is the legal difference in the security laws uh, wh- what is the regulator puts forward between guidance and advisory because what we hear from a lot of financial market creators is that i'm not advising anything i'm not telling people what to do i'm just guiding them is there a legal difference between these two words no no none at all actually between guys so so the only distinction i can think of is between uh, education and uh, and advice and uh, you know there's there's no carve outs for guidance and you know i think broadly any kind of advice you give or guidance you give also includes even if you're doing it without charging money it would still be kind of considered as investment advice you know it's quite broad that way if you put yourself out as an advisor Yeah I was going to ask you that like does it have to be an exchange of money or does like a free advice on a youtube video also count as a violation There was a specific provision in the investment advisor regulation which says that holding yourself out as an advisor or to counsel providing advice and requiring registration with sebi so I think the law is quite clear on that So pretty much I think the only kind of exemption really if you think of it would be you know somebody talking generally about uh, the results which have come out of a specific company oh. right second second could be genuine education right as opposed to the the seminar courses that we see on social media so if you see the past 6 months almost every week or two weeks sebi has been passing orders against uh, these people I think last two weeks two high profile people Yeah, uh, got in trouble. That's why you know I think the news came out. But almost nearly every week or two weeks, we seeing an audience because we we follow this closely. There have been also news reports that SEBI is coming up with a set of rules for financial influencers, and you're saying every other week there's an order. When did 
the market regulator first start taking notice of finance influencers and felt that, okay, this is the right time or it's gotten way out of hand, I have to get involved and take control of the mess that's going on. When when did you first start seeing those signs? I think a little over a year, maybe a year and a half is when I would have seen the first order come from SEBI. And uh, yeah, I mean, indeed, not just gone after these so-called clean fences, but they've gone even after registered advisors for kind of crossing the limits of what is uh, permitted and what is not. So I, I guess, you know, this is all the product of free money, which uh, started with the Western world really. And, you know, we've had a massive problem uh, in the U.S. with all the Robinhood traders who thought money was free. I guess uh, their markets have been kind of rewarding people based on luck and they've kind of mistaken it for a skill. So there have been reports uh, that you know new new guidelines are going to come up for finance creators. What kind of clarity do you think these guidelines will provide? Will they build on what's already there or are there specific areas that SEBI might look at? So I, I can only guess, but my guess would be they already have covered the grounds in terms of who's an investment advisor or who's providing research, etc. Yeah. I think the only gray area really would be the blurred line between education and investment advice. And, uh, you know, I think uh, many people have, even in the past one week after those two famous orders came out, people have kind of rechristened their courses to call them teaching uh, sessions and teaching material and all that. So I think that's the thing which likely SEBI will plug to say that if you're really pro- putting a label of education and actually what you're doing is providing advice and providing how to teach and how to trade, you know, we will cover that and you will kind of need to register with, with us. That's kind of my intelligent guess, but of course, we'll have to see how SEBI tackled it. Also, I need to point out that the scale of the problem is so large today, really, that I think SEBI finds it difficult to go after each one of them. Because it literally involves millions of people, you know, if you look at the YouTube channels, they have millions of views. So I think not just do you need to catch the crooks, but you also need to alert the people that there's no free money out there in the world. And, you know, just just be very cautious when you deal with these kind of people. Sandeep, I was talking to a financial creator and he said that even though SEBI is taking certain actions, and but the creators will still not want to become registered investment advisors and they'll try to exploit certain loopholes. For example, becoming a sub-broker and giving an ancillary advice or holding MFT and giving ancillary advice. Do you think these sort of gray areas are harder to bridge and creators might continue to get around it and continue to give advice on markets? Yes, it will be difficult because, uh, you know, I think the bigger problem is just the scale at which this is being done. So even if you're know, 90% of them shut down, you still have uh, still a super massive problem. As you rightly said, many of these uh, guys will move to kind of the gray areas of incidental advice under distributor or, you know, incidental advice under a sub-broker or broker uh, license. I, I guess uh, there will be some people who will kind of game the system because obviously they're good at communication, they're good at gaming the system. So that that will happen and it'll remain a cat and mouse game. What's the liability of a person as, as a registered investment advisor? So there is a whole code of conduct, number one. Number two, there's suitability requirements. So you need to know your each individual client before you can advise them. And, uh, you know, there's a whole code of conduct which which applies to them, what they can do, what they can't 
broadly, you know, that their fiduciary is the client and therefore all the obligations of acting in the best interest of the client would apply to them under the code of conduct. So I think if they were to apply for a license and try to uh, do these kind of videos, it won't, it won't work, work at all. So it's, it's not something which is even within the realm of possibility. Sandeep, as SEBI is pushing more people to come into the fold of regulation, the feedback that we've gotten from people in the advisory, PMS or the wealth business is that the amount of paperwork, just the sheer amount of audit has gone up significantly over the last few years. And the burden of proof is so high on those who are doing the right things that it's painstaking. Do you think that Yes, you need to have more regulations, but more ease of complying with the regulations is required to make this industry fill the gap of advisory that currently exists, not in the upper strata of wealth management. I would think so. In fact, uh, I think uh, SEBI does need to kind of go easy on the kind of compliance burden on specifically the investment advisors. And, you know, they've, they've gone in the opposite direction if you look at the advertisement code which recently came out from SEBI. So it's they're kind of making life a little difficult for research analysts and investment advisors. And uh, I think with just just little over 1,000 investment advisors in a country of 1.4 billion people is quite a shame. And therefore, I think uh, they should let people in with slightly lower standards, not, not dramatically lower, but slightly lower standards uh, of, of, of compliance. Uh, and, uh, you know, we don't need perfect advice uh, from 1,200 people. We, we rather need, you know, maybe uh, in a country like us, at least 30,000, 40,000 good uh, investment advisors. Today, the only option we have is the incidental advice provided by distributors, uh, which ends up being the sole source of advice, which act investors actually get. So I think uh, you've made a very valid point and I think we've, we've also discussed that in multiple articles in the past. So making things a little easier for these people. Market regulators globally have sprung to action. They're responding to market manipulation by social media influencers and growing scams in the sector. For instance, last year in the US, the SEC charged eight social media influencers in an alleged stock manipulation scheme that was promoted on Discord and Twitter. UK's Financial Conduct Authority and Advertising Authority are also trying through campaigns to prevent content creators from marketing investment scams and risky financial products. Back home in India, there are news reports that SEBI will direct brokers and mutual funds to limit the use of financial influencers in advertising and marketing campaigns. NSC has already published a revised code of advertisement for stockbrokers which says celebrities, including influencers with over 10 lakh followers, shall not form part of advertisements. Even with all the action taking place, there is yet to emerge a global benchmark for successfully regulating content by finance influencers, which often flirts with the fine line between advisory and education. Uncertainty about the future actions and the recent decision by SEBI has left some finance influencers in India confused about the strict do's and don'ts and what could get them into trouble. Getting registered, as we heard, comes with its own set of burdens. In this conundrum, stock tip communities continue to flourish and small scams continue. Until there is stricter rules to govern the Fin Influencer ecosystem, you and I will need to be sharper about who we listen to about parking our money. 
That's it for today. You were listening to this episode on the Morning Brief. I'm your host Apurva Mittal. This episode was produced by Surohini Jain and our sound designer is Rajesh Nayak. Our executive producer is Anupriya Nair and Anirban Chaudhary. Do like, share and subscribe so that you don't miss any episode of the Morning Brief that drops Tuesday, Thursdays and Fridays on a listening platform of your choice. All clips used in the episode belong to their respective owners. Credits are mentioned in the description.